48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Seven activists are given jail terms of up to 16 months for their roles in a banned protest in 2019. The police say they've launched an investigation into a fund that supported protesters involved in the 2019 social unrest and an 18-year-old student becomes the seventh person charged over an alleged bomb plot. Seven activists, among them former lawmakers Lung Kwok Hung and Albert Ho, have been jailed for between 11 and 16 months each for their roles in a banned protest two years ago. Maggie Ho reports. The defendants also included two other former lawmakers, Sid Ho and Yang Sum, as well as Raphael Wong and Avery Ng from the League of Social Democrats and Figo Chan of the Civil Human Rights Front. They had all pleaded guilty to organizing or inciting others to join an unauthorized march on October the 20th, 2019, from Chimsa Choi to the West Kowloon high-speed rail station. Prosecutors said four of them had urged people to join the banned march at a press conference held the day before, while six of them led the march on the day. The district court heard that thousands of people had taken part in the rally, during which roads were blocked, branches of the Bank of China and MTR facilities vandalized, and petrol bombs hurled at the Trimsachai police station. In sentencing, Judge Amanda Woodcock said while the Basic Law and the Bill of Rights guarantee people's freedom of assembly, procession and demonstration, these rights are not absolute and are subject to restrictions in the interests of public order and safety. She said the common purpose of the march, as well as the politics, beliefs, stance and opinions of any of the defendants, are irrelevant to sentencing. The judge noted that Albert Ho had urged people to protest peacefully at the press conference while acknowledging that some valiant protesters may use violence. She said the defense arguments that the activists should not be blamed for the violence during the procession carried little weight when the defendants had openly acknowledged that it was likely going to happen. The judge added that none of them had taken any measures to prevent violence from happening, so they were not blameless for what happened. The court sentenced Leung Kwok Kong, Albert Ho and Figo Chan to 16 months in jail, Sid Ho and Raphael Wong to 14 months, Avery Ng to 12 months and Yang Sum to 11 months. And with all the defendants except Wong already sentenced over their roles in three other protests in 2019, they will serve their new sentences concurrent with the terms they are serving. Police say they're investigating a fund that's been helping protesters involved in the social unrest that began in 2019 over suspected national security breaches. As Damon Pang reports, the 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund had already announced earlier that it'll cease operation at the end of October. In a statement, the police confirmed that the June 12 Humanitarian Relief Fund is being probed, adding that officers have the power under the national security law to seek the handover of information. RTHK understands that both the Fund and the Alliance for True Democracy have been ordered to submit information before a deadline. Sources say the request was made under a court warrant in accordance to the security law, adding that the information sought include details on donors and recipients, its crowdfunding campaign, and how the money was used by the organizations. In response, the Fund said on social media that it's aware of the media reports due to restrictions in the relevant laws. The alliance has been collecting donations for the fund through its bank account, and the fund said a fortnight ago that it will cease operation at the end of next month. Last week, Secretary for Security Chris Tang said the authorities would investigate whether the fund has broken any laws, including the national security law. 
An 18-year-old student has become the seventh person charged with conspiracy to commit terrorist activities over an alleged bomb plot involving a pro-independence group known as Returning Valiant. Violet Wong reports. The student appeared before West Kowloon Magistracy, along with six others aged between 15 and 24, who were charged earlier. No pleas were taken, and all seven were remanded in custody, as they were either denied bail or didn't apply for it. The case was adjourned until December the 17th for the police to examine fingerprints and chemicals found in a hostel room in Chimsa Choi, where officers said suspects had intended to make bombs. The defendants are being linked to an alleged plot to plant bombs at public facilities such as courtrooms and railways. They were among 14 people arrested by the police in July. The other seven were not charged. To the weather forecast: mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms at first. The minimum temperature will be about 27 degrees. Hot with sunny periods tomorrow, with a top temperature of about 32 degrees in town. A few degrees even higher in the new territories. Currently 29 degrees. Humidity 84 percent. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Singer Denise Ho says the Hong Kong Arts Centre has cancelled her venue booking for a series of upcoming performances, citing concerns about public safety. She says she's not happy with the decision and may take legal action. Here's Francis Sip. In a statement on social media, Ms. Ho's team said they have been accused by the Arts Centre of breaching a clause of the terms and conditions of hire. The clause states that a confirmed booking can be cancelled without notice if the hirer fails to observe the terms and conditions, or in situations where public order or public safety would be endangered during the course of the performance. The singer has scheduled shows at the Shaolin Theatre from Wednesday to Sunday next week. Ms. Hall's team said the management of the art center told them it's duty bound to observe closely the recent developments in society and the laws concerned. Her team added that after looking at the scheduled content, they couldn't see how the upcoming performances could undermine public order or safety. They also questioned where the art center is heading and how it's going to face the public, having successfully and independently promoted contemporary performing arts since 1977. Ms. Ho says her team reserved the rights to pursue legal action and claim all losses and damages. RTHK has reached out to the Arts Centre for comment. Performing Arts and Culture Sector lawmaker Ma Fung Kwok has described the cancellation as a very rare decision, but he dismissed allegations the centre's decision was political. I can't find any evidence to sustain your assumption. The venue management should explain, if it's necessary, to the public what's behind their decision. A group of angry elderly citizens say they've been shortchanged after learning their applications for the $5,000 government spending voucher scheme had failed. Wendy Wong has the story. Dozens of elderly people vented their anger at the scheme's office at Pioneer Centre in Mong Kok, demanding answers. Some 800,000 people who submitted written applications for the electronic vouchers have received the first instalment of $2,000, but some people only learned that their applications failed when the money wasn't available. It's a mess. It's so crowded here, and I've been waiting for hours. I almost fainted. Those who fail to get the vouchers are elderly people who are not youngsters who know how to use the internet. I deserve to get the money.
Why make it so complicated? Just let us show our identity cards and get the money from the banks. The DAB said more than 1,000 applicants, many from elderly people, had sought help from the party. It said many of them had missed text messages sent by the government telling them their applications had been unsuccessful due to reasons such as incorrect information and a lack of relevant documents. And they also missed the deadline for submitting additional documents. After holding talks with officials, DAB lawmaker Horace Cheung said the government had agreed to extend the deadline for submitting additional documents by two weeks to September the 15th. Students across Hong Kong have returned to the classroom after the summer break, even though they'll be limited to half days of face-to-face classes for now because of the COVID pandemic. As Kelly Yu reports, schools can't go back to a full schedule until 70% of eligible students and staff are vaccinated. Students were happy to get back into the swing of things after the break. But for some, like this Form 6 student, a half day of school just doesn't cut it. I really look forward to full-day classes again since it's been such a long time. But that sentiment isn't shared by all. I'm not looking forward to full-day classes. I'm scared I will fall asleep in classes after lunch. For now, full-day classes aren't an option for most schools that have yet to meet the 70% vaccination threshold. But this parent thinks all the precautions are a bit much. It's time to go back to school to study face-to-face. Not many cases, local cases in Hong Kong. Yeah, I think it's not too much worry. Education Secretary Kevin Yang says officials will reach out to schools to gauge the vaccination rate, and the existing precautionary measures will stay in place until more people get the jab. When we achieve a high percentage of vaccination, the overall risk will be lower. We will also consider whether we could have further relaxation in terms of the face-to-face lessons in primary and kindergarten. Not everyone wants hours to be extended, though. These primary school parents see the benefits of shorter school hours. Even after the pandemic, I don't want full-day school. School ends at 3, then tuition classes, then a bath and dinner, and then homework until 10. If I had a chance, I think half-day is better for kids so they have more time for activities. And that's a sentiment that most kids will most definitely share. Two beauty salons and a massage parlour owned by Bonjour Beauty Limited have closed their doors unexpectedly. A notice was posted outside one of About Beauty's branches saying it's closing until further notice because of company restructuring. The other two brands involved are Dr Pro Talk and Top Comfort. The Labour Department says it's following up on the matter. District Councillor Ramon Yoon says he's received scores of inquiries from customers. I have received more than 140 cases and inquiries because of having problems in exercising their services after buying the prepaid services of beauty salon or related services. These 140 cases ranging from 3,000 something dollars to up to more than 400,000. The total number of figures nearly 6 million Hong Kong dollars. Labour and Welfare Minister Law Chi Kuang says talks to add a second quarantine hotel for foreign domestic helpers have broken down and the government's not reserving any more hotels for helpers because they have to meet the needs of other people as well. Some employers are upset that they need to keep waiting for their Indonesian or Filipino helpers to arrive and start work. Mr Law says there shouldn't be too many helpers coming to the SAR at once because of COVID infection risks. 
somehow there is a consistent demand for people coming back from elsewhere to Hong Kong for quarantine arrangement. So the existing provision of quarantine hotel is basically needed. On this particular front, when we are trying to provide this quarantine facilities for foreign domestic helpers, we try not to affect the overall supply. Turning overseas, the Taliban say a new government in Afghanistan could be announced in the next two days. A Taliban spokesman based in Qatar, Sher Abbas Danekzai, told the BBC would be inclusive and that women would still have a role, but not at ministerial level and not if they had served the US-backed government. A report from the World Meteorological Organization says the number of weather-related disasters around the world has increased five-fold over the past 50 years. Scientists say climate change, more extreme weather and better reporting are behind the rise. The BBC's Matt McGrath has the story. Weather-related disasters like Hurricane Ida, which recently struck the U.S. Gulf Coast, have grown rapidly in the decades since 1970, says the WMO. The economic impact has risen too. But the good news is that the number of people being killed by storms, floods and droughts has fallen by two-thirds in the same period. The WMO says this is because of improvements in early warning systems. However, much work remains to be done, as only half the world's countries have adequate warning networks in place. And our top sports story today, Hong Kong is celebrating its second bronze medal at the Tokyo Paralympics, courtesy of boccia player Leung Yuk Wing. Priscilla Ng reports. The veteran of five Paralympic Games was up against China's Zheng Yuan-sin in the bronze medal match in the individual BC4 event. 36-year-old Leung left it late before securing a 5-4 win and Hong Kong's second medal in Tokyo. After the match, he thanked his coaching staff along with his family and teammates as well as the people of Hong Kong who watched watched his performance live on TV and supported the city's athletes. Chief Executive Kerry Lam congratulated Leung, saying the Paralympians' achievements have made Hong Kong people proud. Secretary for Home Affairs Casper Choi said he's performed brilliantly and showed the talent of Hong Kong athletes to the world. Leung, who has won three golds, one silver and one bronze in his Paralympics career, will also be in action in Tokyo for the boccia and mixed doubles with teammates Wang Quanhang and Vivian Lau. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, seven activists are given jail terms of up to 16 months for their roles in a banned protest in 2019. The police say they've launched an investigation into a fund that supported protesters involved in the 2019 social unrest and an 18-year-old student becomes the seventh person charged over an alleged bomb plot. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 You're listening to Peter King. Welcome back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old that you laughed about Well the names have all changed Since you hung around But those dreams have remained And they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd need ya Who'd have thought they'd need ya Back there where we need ya Back there where we need ya Yeah we tease him a lot Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back 
And I know what a scene you were learning in Was there something that made you come back again And what could ever lead you Sebastian here of the Loving Spoonful fame, the theme from Welcome Back Cotter, which I don't I have to say, I don't, I'm not really familiar with that. Welcome Back Cotter, are you going to throw any light on that? No idea. Uh, anyway, it's 18 past 11. Thanks for tuning our way. Radio Pete at Gmail if you feel like being in touch. Oh, it's Radio Pete as in P-E-T-E not Radio Beat, B-E-A-T which somebody uh, wrote into our place upstairs in the office a while ago and said, no, it's Pete as in Peter King. Uh, who we got in so far? Michael, how are you doing? Reflections of my life by Marmalade. Okay, that's no problem at all. Gilbert, nice to hear from you. Arrivederci Roma, Mario Lanza, and some more Sam Hoy, please. Uh, just a little would be nice. And from Jody, can you please play your favourite song by Prince? My favourite song by Prince. My goodness, well, it depends on the time of day or night. Um, let's go crazy is one of my favourites, I must admit. I don't know, I have to think about that one. What's your favourite Prince track? This one dips us into the 70s. Had a few hits. Dirty Old Man, Year of Decision. And this one, When Will I See You Again? A great song, of course, from the Three Degrees. See you. 